Welcome back to the podcast. This is Rob Rouse here. And I'm Helen Rutter. Joined by my wife, Helen Rutter, who didn't take my name in marriage. It's all very modern. Now, welcome back. We have been on um, I wanted hiatus. To, I wanted us all as a family to create a brand new surname. Did you? Yes, but Rob was not up for that, were you? No, well, I thought it was a bit twatty. But, what, what would you have chosen? Well, I was telling this to my friend the other day because recently our daughter asked why they had the, the kids had the same surname as you and a different surname to me. Which and the way we explained sad. was because I own you now yeah, that we're exactly, married here, exactly. don't I? No, but and I had to explain, oh, because I, oh, I had like a kind of feminist feeling, but I didn't follow it through fully, so I kind of backed down and let you have his name when I should have really just followed my gut and thought, and we should have all chosen a brand new name which was my feeling and I told this to my friend the other day and she said her mum did exactly that did she yeah and um, and cho- guess what surname she chose for herself oh I dread to think Storm interesting <laughs> interesting <laughs> so but we could have had anything Rob Storm yeah the Storms Helen Storm Helen Storm Helen and Rob Storm you know we could be called Rob and Helen Lightning Lightning yeah but you know I, do you know I think I was right to um, slightly poo-poo it at the time of it being tabled across the dispatch box of our relationship because you had just suggested we called our son Huckleberry, which despite being a beautiful name, he would have got the shit kicked out of it was called being called Huckleberry. So welcome... We could have called ourselves... Our surname could be Date Night, Robin Helen Date Night. I mean, we, we still could. We still could. We still could. So welcome back. We've been on a hiatus, haven't we? For quite a while, we've been um, busy, we've had our hands full, but um, we welcome you back, dear listeners, uh, to what is definitely going to be a series of podcasts as we uh, build up to... Let's not, let's not. Helen, let's not back out of commitment now. Let's not commit Let's commit. Our listeners need commitment now. Our listeners know us. Too well. Right. But what about new listeners, Helen? They know our empty promises. About about commitment and regularity. Well, before we start, let's just have a little bit of a roundup on these things. It has been a while. I think it's been at least four months back. I could have looked back to see when the last podcast was, but frankly, I couldn't be asked because <laughs> not that I couldn't be asked if I was more interested in about doing this one. I'm always looking forward. We have recorded lots, but yeah. Rob just hasn't edited them. There's, them there's uh, about twenty episodes, dear listener. That a, you'll never ever hear. There's a cracker uh, where we went to be in Q to choose uh, potentially some laminate flooring, mm. which. Uh, might never see the light of day, but if it does, it will literally break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've been away for a while. Um, but I think what we are going to do now is we're going to try and do a podcast each week. Shut up, Helen. <laughs> Not that I'm really meaning to shut up. Uh, we're going to try and do a podcast each week 
in the build-up Ross to... Ross terrified And hopefully during... The situation now. Close me to... <laughs> can't cope with it. I mean, I just don't know anymore. Am I allowed <laughs> to make my wife a cup of tea with, without asking her? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel I don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on. Because I have seen um, a gif or a, a meme about making a cup of tea. If someone doesn't want a cup of tea and you make them a cup of tea, that's a very bad thing to do. So I, I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we were thinking we should, we're going to do try and do one of these each week as a roundup of what we're doing in preparations for our Edinburgh Festival um, jaunt. And then maybe we should try and do one while we're up there to kind of keep the listeners abreast of what's going on. Well, so they can hear us having a total mental breakdown. Potentially, great. potentially. It's great listening. It's going to break the internet. But before we do that, just as a little bit of um, a roundup. Excuse me, Wendy Pops holding them in. Um, first of all, I full transparency, I'm wearing my Crocs. Yeah. I've got my two-pound Aldi Crocs on yeah. with socks. Classic. Yeah. Uh, and any Andrews. <gasps> but the listener doesn't know about you new. Oh, my God, I can't believe we've this not is monumental, done it. This it? is monumental, isn't it? This is monumental. Now, regulars will know that I usually wear my bobblers and Crocs. Helen, if you'd like to fill them in. <laughs> Rob has bought himself a new pair of tracksuit bottoms. Yes. And they are not yet bobbly, but... I think they're they, designer. They come... Can you just see what the label is? Do you want to have a look at that? The label says, design slim fit, and slim fit they are. He walked in here and he looked like a teenage boy. Do you know what I look like? I think I was looking <laughs> in the mirror before I put them on. I think I look like the X Factor winner's rack soup. Yes, you do look a bit like rack soup. Or like my friend's teenage it, twin boys. Is you it look rack like soup? Well. Rat soup. No, rack soup. Rack soup. Yeah. No, not soup. 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 Cat but soup. It says, designed by F&F. Ooh. And for those of you yeah, who don't yeah. know... I don't know whether you F&F. have access to designer shops. Where are you listening? It's Florence Fred. Is it? Yeah. Or as it's also known, Tesco's. Tesco's own brand. <laughs> probably bought at two in the morning on the way back from a gig from... And uh, probably had to get the man who... Uh, Almost feel... I think he might know me by name. And I feel I should know his name at the late night Chesterfield Tesco's that I yeah. sometimes frequent. So, but they're baggy at the top and they're tight at the bottom. They're baggy at the top, they're tight at the bottom. So I went for a large... A large... In the slim fit. But they're short on the leg as well. They're baggy at the top, tight at the bottom and quite short on the leg. I don't think they're that well made, if in I'm a ca- and a, In a kind of grey mall. A grey mall. Yeah, it's a classic <laughs> grey mall, isn't it? That's an 80s word, Well, isn't yeah, it? You're, you're wearing a grey oh, mall top as well, aren't you? I'm wearing an Alessi jumper. A Lessy like my my beautiful council estate wife. A big bag. A lessy jumper. A lessy jumper. Big Alessi jumper. It's really classy. It's so comfy. That feels like when I used to work at Scott Sports and Leisure in Macclesfield, and um, and the How owner. How did you answer the phone? Hello, Scott Sports and Leisure. <laughs> uh, when the, the owner uh, Jeff, uh, his elder wife Jessie, and I, don't, I hope they're still going. If not, may they rest in peace. And Jessie was probably, I don't know, maybe 70, and she'd try on all the new ladies' tracksuits and she'd come out and wear them. And she came out once in an Alessi tracksuit and, Je- and Jeff said to all of us, all the Saturday boys, he said, Lance, doesn't Jessie look classy in that Alessi suit? Doesn't she look classy? She looks re- you look really classy in that, Jessie. Thanks, Jeff. I feel good in it. You look really classy. Well, doesn't that's how I classy? feel today, just like Jessie. Classy. I did today when on my dog on the dog walk. I was wearing my Alessi jumper and yep. the Nike Max trainers. I felt like a fourteen-year-old all over again. I know. 
Please don't say that to me, dear, because that's all rather strange. Have you got any emails you want to share with us from listeners? No, nobody ever emails us. Can somebody email us, please? <laughs> right. Um, uh, it's Helen, Robin Helen's date night at yahoo.com. But may, or, or maybe just people just get in touch with the Twitter at date night pod or Robin Helen's date night on Facebook. I know, but I'd like an email. Okay. Because I'm not very good on Facebook and Twitter. You know I'm not. Right, so what's on the show today, Helen? On the show today, Rob. Oh, do you need to do the music? I can go and do it, yeah. It's got from where it was, though. Okay, so you might be a bit far away to hear. Go on, it's fine. On the show today, we've got rehearsals, a catch-up with how the play's going. And then we've got a special section all about Rob's guts. And then we've got Helen's Odd Jobs, catching up on the news in Helen's career. Um, And that's it. Have you got anything else, Rob? No, I think that's it, isn't it? Well done. Done in real time. So, section one. Rehearsals, the play. Yes, we the are. The play in, is the thing. I am in rehearsals uh, with uh, an actress who is situated to my left here. Hello, Helen. Hello. Um, Helen Rotter, actress, uh, star of Holby City, um, star of Coronation Street. Yeah, star of one episode star of Holby of, City, star of one episode of Coronation star Street. Star of stage, touring theatre, screen... Um, light of my life <laughs> and now I through um, what I can only describe as a, as a torrid session on a casting couch um, Helen has cast me in a play that she's written that we are taking to Edinburgh Festival and you know listen, dear listeners you do not want to know all the things I didn't have to do on the casting couch in order to get that part yes yeah, so now we are in rehearsals for the play The Ladder The Ladder at the Gilded Balloon 11.15am from the 2nd to the 12th of August I am also doing a solo show at uh, Just the Tonic at La Belle Angel at 6.30pm between the 2nd and 12th of August Yes. Tickets are on sale now for both shows. Just go to edfringe.com and search for The Ladder or Rob Rouse. Yeah. So we are currently in rehearsals, aren't we? Yep. And rehearsals commence straight after we've dropped the kids off from at school. Yes. And we go to the living room. We go to the living room. Where the set of ladders is up. And... Uh, and so, what? You're doodling and, and looking down. I need eye contact while we're doing the podcast. I need to we're know where you cheersing. are. We're not cheersing. I know we're not cheersing, but but yeah, like you're just looking down and talking and drawing, like uh, like Rain Man. And I, I quite like to see you because we, we talk to each other. Okay, you talk then. No, I was if listening. You're gonna, to you. If you're going to tell me off for the way I'm talking, you can do the talking. No, I'm not telling off. I just I just wanted eye contact while we were talking because I don't know what's going on otherwise. Maybe I don't want to look it with the eye. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you can see tension is building through working together on a play. So, yeah, so we've been in there for the last couple of days. It's the first real week of rehearsals after uh, writing the play. And um, how do you think it's going, Rob? Well, I think it's um, going very well. It is complicated acting with uh, your uh, your wife because we talked about this. There, there's, there's a few arguments in the play, isn't there? Yes. They become quite heated. Yes. And I am not one... Um, who likes confrontation. No. Especially with my spouse. 
No. Um, and you avoid I th- an argument. Or, or you, I mean, it's very hard to get an argument out of him. And what's fascinating is, oh, yes, it isn't. <laughs> and what's interesting as well is this play has been written by Helen uh, and, it, and it draws on um, kind of maybe issues we've had in the past and hopefully have moved through and incidents that have occurred to us that have been, then been fictionalised. Well, the whole thing is based on a real-life event where I was stuck up a ladder. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's the dishwasher, everyone. That's the dishwasher. Oh, I, the, I told you the dishwasher's always on the show. But I, So I do find kind of actually having a Barney with you on stage, I, I find it quite quite complicated he to He really do. didn't like it. And then the, in the first read-through we did, and um, oh, I love having a good old shout. I think it's brilliant. And so it's, if, especially if you're doing it in a play, you don't even have to feel the real feelings. You're just like feel them and then they disappear as soon as you stop reading the lines out. But they don't Brilliant. for me. They don't for me. Don't. I think sat, you, it's that with you, didn't it? You real act as a psychopath. It like made that. you feel ever so strange. It did make me feel a bit strange, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he but went now, a bit funny for a bit. Yeah, now I'm really enjoying shouting at Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question for you. Uh, question to you, actor Helen Rutter. Yes. What's it like acting with me and were you nervous? When was I nervous? Were you nervous about acting with me? I've not done it on stage, I'll be very nervous because I don't know. You've said many, many times, and it's already in my head, that you're very bad at learning lines. Well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I will be terrified. But I'll just make them up. That you'll just look at me with a blank expression. (laughs) And I have no idea how to save us. Well, that's my second uh, question. Can I have my lines written on the back of a piece of toast? You have already asked whether you can have your lines written down and make it part of the character. <laughs> Did I actually ask that? Yes. And what was your answer? No, I just, your fucking lines. I'll just write that down. I'll just write that down. So that's that's in progress. It's very exciting. So uh, each day we drop the kids at school and we've been re- we are rehearsing in, in official rehearsals in the living room. Very exciting. Yeah, we'll put some rehearsal shots. Well, we might not. I might not, but I might put some rehearsal shots up on the uh, Date Night Pod Facebook page. Yeah, and Helen's also doing a blog about going to Edinburgh, I have. I've you? started a blog. I've done two blogs. I'm going to do another blog about it, so you can read that. What's that at? Where can you read the blog? I don't know. I put it up. I put it up on the Facebook page. It's rather worryingly. Uh, she she's kind of basically been. Will we will we stay together or will we end up in divorce? I've got to make you've got to make it like ten, seven, yeah. Got to add some jeopardy, yeah. But why not? Yeah, why not put the ultimate threat in there? <laughs> well, you could say, you know, will it go well or will it end up, you know, being quite hard work? I know, but that's nowhere near as interesting, is it? Yeah, I mean, you could have gone the whole whole whole. Will it will it will it end in uh, uh, in success and joy and awards? Or will it end up in a double spousal murder? <laughs> I'll do that. I'll save that for episode six. Okay, lovely. Um, so, there's been one thing that has slightly hampered our rehearsal process. It's and this brings us in, on to our next section. In the way today, today didn't it? Yeah. It's got in the way, Well, not just today. <laughs> it's got in the way for the last 15 years. But, but it's... It's somewhat peaked. Helen thinks I've got IBS. No. Again. We know he's got IBS, don't we? But tell the listeners what happened a week ago. Uh, well, we, we had a lovely family holiday, didn't we? It went away in the caravan, which I mean, we literally um, was... It's always an event in itself, isn't it? Our caravan looks a little bit like a scene from Dead Man's Shoes. I don't know if you've seen the film Dead Man's Shoes. If you haven't, it's brilliant, genuinely terrifying Paddy Considine film. Um, and uh, the first campsite, we went to North Wales 
and we stopped over at a campsite roughly near Chester, didn't we, on the way there. Mm. The first thing the campsite owner said as we pulled our camp our van onto the campsite was, are you going to wash it? <laughs> that was the first thing he said. Which I'm proud to say we haven't done. We haven't, no. Uh, the, the big flappy door on the front is, is held on with gaffer tape. Yep. Uh, which uh, cuts an impressive... Uh, um, which is now perished though the gaffer tape's now perished after a week away it, it, it? it did a good solid week for us though yeah um, while I was lying on our bed my side of the bed collapsed <laughs> it collapsed didn't it yeah it just and came away and started letting mo- moisture in through came the wall came away from the wall the previous time uh, we'd sat down and uh, we were enjoying baked beans on toast and our daughter leant back and went ah this is a life and our hand hit the wall and a little worm fell out, didn't it? Oh, yeah, the dancing worm. There's a worm that was just <laughs> leaping about. But And then we've got all the blinds, the blackout blinds, which we call auto blinds, because you can pull them down, but every so they're all down, and then every now and again you hear, and one of them just whips up out of nowhere. So please donate to the podcast, <laughs> and maybe we can get ourselves some kind of caravan that's actually... Uh, within health and safety standards. Well, or we can buy some powerful glue that might fix the bed. Yeah. And glue the blinds down. Mm. Something like that. So we've been in a caravan. Fantastic. And then we ended up staying on a beach in Wales. Literally, very, very stunning, beautiful part of the world. Never been that, to that bit before. I was blown away by it. And uh, I love the sea, listeners. I love that I've become a salty sea dog very quickly, don't I? You and it? Ronnie were in the sea every day, swimming. Swimming in the sea every day. But it would appear I did make a mistake whilst I was on the beach, didn't I, Alan? Yes, so he got very carried... He does this, though. I don't know whether we've ever had... Have we done it on the podcast, your your um, penchant for... Foraging for... Foraging. Foraging for, for wild foodstuffs. foods. Yeah, so, yeah. so Rob in the past has eaten um, a rabbit that he found on the road that was dead, one. various pheasants, one that Ronnie killed, um, and uh, other things. He'll just eat anything, basically. And he doesn't... Oh, you, you know, and he put a sheep in the boot of the car and then realised that, that it was illegal. I think what happens anyway, is, living, he, he living, yeah, living with vegetarians, I think, like, like the dog... Blame well, me no, I'm just for you being disgusted. No, you know your old dog, Bonnie Rutter, that you grew up with, that, and she grew up in a vegetarian house. He had a vegetarian dog, which I think is pushing it. Um... And, uh, and every, Judge me. Well, I'm not judging you. I'm just, the, the proof is in the pudding. that You told me that about every week or so, she'd just go missing and go through bins. And she'd go, be gone for about a day and she'd come back. But she back. was a Labrador. You're a human being. Yeah, what what was brought up eating meat? So what did you find on the beach so that you decided I'm... to consume? Mollusks. But <laughs> all, all I'm trying to say, Helen, is every now and then, yeah, I think it's very good, the vegetarianism that you brought to my life. I think it's very good for my gut flora and fauna. Every now and then... You don't have any vegetarianism do, in, in your life. I do. I, what, we had a vegetarian dinner tonight, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and then you go and eat three tins of tuna over the bin to try and balance it out. <laughs> well, I'm like, Bonnie, I'm like the Labrador, escaping and going through bins. So anyway, anyway I, went, I went foraging. You're trying to put things onto me because you're, you know what's about to come out. Well, <laughs> well quite literally. <laughs> Our listeners have a fair idea what's about to come out. So, you decided... What mollusks did you find that you decided would be perfect to eat? Well, I've watched, many, I've watched quite a lot of episodes of that Bear Grylls Island that you've been on, that we saw a fellow I've not comedian... not been on it. No, no, we watched together, sorry. 
Um, I watched fellow comedians um, who was on the last one. Shazzy Mirza was on the last one and Mark Watson. Yeah. Watson went home, got very sick, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was very, very Got cold. very ill. And I always think you should go into that show fit as you can, but carrying a bit of timber mm. to get you through. Um, but the recent weeks, were, were, well, since, yeah, since I, my event uh, on the beach, I understand actually what feeling weak is. Yeah, because basically Rob picked loads of limpets off the rocks on the beach. It was the first time on the beach. They looked so fresh. They looked so healthy. And he's, and carried them back in the bucket and then started to try to cook them on a dying barbecue. Yes, on a disposable <laughs> barbecue. The barbecue was red up when I put the limpets on and then when I put the limpets on, they just basically sucked all the heat out of the barbecue and it went out. So then what did you do to them? I then put them in a pan with some butter... Uh, and cooked them on the hob with a bit of... I didn't have any wine, so I cooked them with a bit of beer <laughs> to get a, a broth. And I boiled them solidly for a good five or so minutes. And then what did you do? And then I consumed them. Right. So... And that, Feeling quite sick as I'm talking about this. It's bringing it back. So this was a week ago, wasn't it? When this did, was a week ago. Yeah, well, was it, was, it was Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Yeah, so we're bang on a week. And how are you feeling today? Shite! I feel like shite. I feel weak. Uh, I, I, I've, I've had uh, severe bumway issues since about Wednesday, Thursday last week. Um, and I ha- I did ring the doctors today, didn't I? Yeah. And I have to ring them tomorrow at 8am to yeah. try and make an appointment. Yes. Yes. Because what are we worried about? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I ate the limpets. So... And, 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 and they're quite meaty and chewy. My, did my kids eat one? No. No, they didn't eat one. They said... Ooh. But I, I thought, <laughs> I've eaten loads of mussels and stuff in the past, so it's going to be fine. But they did have... Oh, I feel sick as I talk about it. On the underside of the limpet, like a kind of um, a black kind of disc, which I think was the guts. On some cases, I pulled off. And other times, I'm talking about it. I did eat. And did they taste nice? Not really, no. <laughs> they were they were kind of quite bland. I mean, sort of mollusky, but very, very chewy. Well, they weren't good. No, they weren't good. They weren't, they good. weren't good. And I ate, I probably ate 20 of them. Yes. I don't yeah. know why. So so Rob's been feeling bad. So this has hampered our rehearsal somewhat um, because of his need to go to visit the toilet. This week it has this been an week. issue. So it's been, it has been an issue. And what we've realised today in talking to a nurse friend of ours <laughs> is what, what the risk is that you may have some form of parasite. Parasite. So you may have eaten a parasite. I may have eaten a parasite. Now, I have got a special, special section, a secret section... Secret section. Secret section. For you. Right. I've got a quiz. A parasite-based quiz for Is Rob Is this based Rouse. on your research? Or what this might is based be in my on guts? my Google research that I've been doing. Um, Christ almighty. So, here we go. Yeah. Are you ready for the parasite quiz? I am ready quiz? for the parasite quiz. The average male carries how many parasites inside his body? Four. Two pounds worth. Two pounds worth? Yeah. You're no, two no. pounds of parasite. No, that's the average male. I reckon you're about four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Americans' men's lives are shortened by how long due to parasites? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're going to be paranoid now. I don't know, two years? Four years. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? 
Name four. Uh, oh God, <laughs> I'm burping and it doesn't feel good. Name four symptoms of living with parasites. Right. Runny bottom. Correct. Sick. Correct. Sickness. Correct. Feeling lethargic. Correct. Feeling washed out. Same as Runny bottom and sick at the same time. Mm. And whilst feeling lethargic. Mm. Headache. It could be, yeah. I'll give you a... Fever. Yes, I'll give you a few more. Um, Skin problems. Right. IBS. Ding! (laughs) Itching. Yeah. Rashes. Mm. Tiredness. Feel a bit tired. Ding! Colitis. What's that? Ding! I don't know, but it sounds like you've got it. Oh, thank you. Diarrhea. Yeah. Ding! <laughs> it's our top answer. Oh, You've won this set of matching cutlery and serving basket. Whenever you're going on a picnic, you can enjoy this. Star prize. Malaise. I don't know what malaise is. Is that tiredness? That's like back in the 1940s. So look at what the word malaise means. Malaise. How's that spelled? I think malaise means kind of like. Sadness. Malaise. Sad Malaise definition. Malaise. A general feeling of discomfort, illness or unease whose exact cause is difficult to identify. Oh, ding! Definitely ding. got malaise. Oh. Oh, I, oh, I just have got malaise. Flatulence. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> you won this set of matching his and hers carriage clocks. But... Um, but the, although the flatulence, <laughs> the flatulence has had to be held back. So now it's coming out of your mouth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's burping farts because he, because he doesn't want to let any go. Um, bloating. Yeah, I'm bloated. I'm bloated. You've won this his and hers set of matching cagoules. Gas. <laughs> It's a VHS video <laughs> recorder with remote. Arthritis. <laughs> Don't think so. In your big toe, you've got it. Yeah. Uh, and joint takes. That I'm okay. Good. Okay. So anyway, Whoa. moving on to question number four. Right. <clears throat> Name two types of parasitic worm. <laughs> <laughs> Tapeworm. Correct. Is it tapeworm one? Ding. Uh, arseworm. No. no. Incorrect. You could have a roundworm. A roundworm. Yeah. Roundworm you get from saltwater fish and a tapeworm you get from a freshwater fish. So you're lucky it's not going to be a tapeworm today. Um, oh, I'm feeling really sick. Question number five. Yeah. Name two ways of killing a parasite, thus making it safe to eat. Uh, getting really pissed. <laughs> Will that do it? <clears throat> uh, having a really hot curry. We'll go with we'll I'm not sure the listeners can cope with what happened the week uh, before this. An enema? No. No. Killing the parasite, not in a human, <laughs> in the fish before you eat it. You All right, you know, thoroughly cooking it. Yeah, to what temperature? Over 100 degrees. 145. Gee, centigrade. Or is that Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. For at least how long? At least five minutes. No, 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, that doesn't feel good. Or... What's the other way of killing a parasite? Uh, it's in it. No. Stamping on it. No. Um, chewing it. No. Enough. Freezing it. Freezing it. What temperature? Minus 20. No, minus 35 for a right. minimum of... Four hours. 15 hours. 15 hours. Yeah, this now is why you know you're ill. This is why you're ill. Okay, 
Now, here, we've got a... Sp oh, last question, and then we'll move on to the picture round. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> question number six. What percentage of foodborne illnesses are down to seafood? Oh. But this is based in Canada. In Canada. I'm going to go at least 40%. No. No, 18%. 18%. It's lower than you'd think, isn't it? It was lower, darling. Yeah, it was, it was lower, lower. Lower, 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 lower. General meats, I think you'll, uh, you'd have. Right, now we're on moving on to the picture round. Yeah. Now, question one. So how is this going to work for the uh, you listeners? You can just hear your reaction, you can, you can describe it. Okay. What had this man eaten to cause this creature to end up in his stomach? Oh, God, right. Does that play? <laughs> no, I'm not playing it. Uh, oh, so I'm looking at the inside of a man's stomach, uh, which looks a bit like the palm of an old person's hand. And then, then there's some wriggly, uh, clear, glass-like, spermy-looking long worms, mm. um, which appear to have embedded themselves into the wall of his stomach. Yeah, what do you think he's eaten? Fish. That. What kind? Seafood. Shellfish. No. Seafood. Cod. No. Haddock. Sushi. Sushi. Oh, sushi. yeah, That's yeah. Oh, there's a horrible thing on, on the on video on internet of a man pulling a, a tapeworm out of his um, his back end <laughs> uh, who, who got it from sushi. Oh, there was that. They did mention that on one of these websites about how sometimes you can cough up the worms and pull them out of your mouth. Oh, shit. And final question in the picture round. What three symptoms did this man experience when this worm was living inside his gut? Well, right, so I'm looking at, again, that horrible <laughs> thing. It looks like the back of a dog's throat. Um, and I'm looking at a larger white worm. What uh, do you think he... Oh, God. Three symptoms did he experience that made him go to the doctors? Uh, what experience? Bloating? Uh, no. Arse pain? Diarrhea, you're a... Uh, gut pain. R gut pain. Was one. Rons. No. Belching. <laughs> Vomit. Vomit. Was one. And the last one was... Boo. I don't know. A fever. A fever. Yeah, you felt very cold today, didn't I you? I did feel cold very on the dog walk, yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. Um, so that's the end of the quiz. Well done. You did Thank really you. well. But I've rung the doctors, haven't I? And Helen suggested that I... <laughs> a strange suggestion she made just after tea. Thankfully, the kids were, were, were playing Mario Kart's. But Helen suggested that I took in a stool sample when I go into the doctor. Well, I think, why not? Because you're going to go in and they're going to say, we need a stool sample, and then you'll have to come home and make another appointment and waste another day going back into the doctor's to take your poo in then anyway. You might as well just take it with you. I just pop into the loo there and do it. No, that is so much worse than just taking it with you. I don't understand why you think that's better. Well, no, they give me a proper Going medical off flask. off to the toilet next door. He knows you're pooing. You know you're pooing. You take it back in warm and messy on the outside. You can't... And yeah, try but, to poo it into this tiny thing. But this is the thing. If yeah, I, you can do it into a sandwich if I, tub. If I go in carrying it in, a, in an old takeaway tub... Yeah. ...with a plastic bag, they're going to know <laughs> that you took a dump in a takeaway tub, put it in a plastic bag... Drove it in your car, sat there yeah, in reception darling, holding it. You only get a 10-minute session, right, yeah. at the doctor's. They only have 10 minutes, OK? The NHS is on its arse. It cannot wait for you to do your farting and shitting, <laughs> which takes at least 30 minutes currently. It doesn't take 30 they minutes. They can't be waiting It does not take 30 Save minutes. Save time for them. You can't do that to the NHS if you're private. Fine, you feel free. Would you do that? I would take shit in with me in a tub. Would you really? Yes. 
Absolutely. Would you take shit in a tub to if the GP? If my guts were in your state, yeah. I'd have taken shit into the doctors a long time before now. Okay. <laughs> I'd be there weekly. Would you... Okay, here's a question then. So if you were on your way to the doctors and you had some, some of your own mess... Some of your own mess in a tub. Yes. Would you do school drop-off with it in your handbag? Not in the handbag, no. I'd leave it in the car. You'd leave it in the car? Yeah. But say you had to walk the kids to school and the doctors was near the school or something. But it's not. No, I know it's not. But if it was, would you walk up with the do- with the mess in your handbag, take the kids into school? I think that's a, such a specific situation where somebody would live cl- so close to their school and their doctors. Yeah. That I can't... What's the point in this? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to work out what your boundaries are. True. Okay. But, um, but anyway, so yes, you do need to go to the doctors and that's, and that's good. Now, I'm wondering whether... So, would you take your mess... <laughs> yeah, please email us and let us know if you would take the poo with you in your handbag to school, to the imaginary school that's next oh, to the have you ever have you ever had to take a stool sample in your handbag and had to do this school run on the way in <laughs> let us know at date night pod on twitter or robin helen's date night on facebook or robin helen's date night at yahoo.com now yeah i've got two words and i don't know whether we should go into this with the dear listener go on. or not because i don't know whether they've already had enough i mean this is pretty this is like embarrassing bodies but like <laughs> really like gone darker isn't it it's been a bad fortnight hasn't it yeah if i say vegetable patch <laughs> Do we think we need to tell them about about what happened the week before? So the Olympics happened a week ago, but this is kind of an extension of, of a problem that that A has been going on for Rob's entire life um, and our entire relationship, but but even more so has been has grown over the weeks, hasn't it? Something happened in it about two weeks ago that. I think is this problem may have even begun earlier. I don't think it is a parasitic one. Well, we, we, we had a curry, didn't we? And, and I think it set off my IBS. I, th- I think these are separate incidents. At least he's admitting now that he's got IBS. At one point in an episode... I have made so much progress. I don't know which episode it is of this podcast, but he would not even use the words IBS, let alone admit that he had it. So I, I totally think we're making progress. This is such great progress. It's such great progress. Um, this is a hard listen. I mean, if, if if you're welcoming people back to the podcast, this is a lot of talk about my, my guts. Shall we not tell them about the vegetable I, I think in for a penny, in for a pound. In a nutshell, <laughs> I joined Helen the day after we'd had um, a big old curry up, hadn't we? Uh, and we, uh, I joined her in one of her, her many businesses, one of which is dog walking. And uh, I joined her, we got in her car and we drove with our dog to another village to collect a hound. We walked up to their house, <laughs> Helen holding the car keys and the keys to their house. She went in and got their dog, closed the door behind her and went, oh shit. And she locked her keys and their keys in their house. But we had both dogs and leads. Uh, also, I should explain uh, for the purpose of this, neither of us had brought our phones with us because we thought we'll go out for a nice walk. It's a lovely day. Let's not have had spoiled by mobile communications. So we found ourselves three miles from home. Uh, with no keys for their house, for our car, or for our house for that matter, uh, with two dogs. Um, and we had realised what we had to do was we had to walk the three miles or so back to our house. Uh, and then at some point, I was going to have to break into our house. 
<laughs> to gain access back into our house to gather the phone so we could ring them and say, we've locked ourselves out of your house, we've locked our keys in your house and our cars outside your house. It was an absolute nightmare and with an impending school pickup <laughs> on... On the on the cards, it was it was a nightmare scenario. Well, we were wasn't meant it? to be rehearsing. We were meant to be rehearsing. Yeah, it was our first week of rehearsal. <laughs> Coupled to this, a massive curry the night before, and um, well, if I've had a how massive many, yeah, how many times had you been to the toilet already that morning? I think I'd had three. Three, it, like between you woke up at about half past eight, and it was half nine. In an hour, you'd done three big stints. Oh, the toilet already. So, so I, think, I think I do need to... The problem with me is with curry and my IBS is I like a hot curry and then I always overeat when I yeah. eat the curry. But what so happened? I, I am working hard now on portion control of my meals because I tend to eat in a feast or famine manner. So I'm trying to eat smaller meals through the day and throttle back <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> but what happened was... So I shut the door and it clicked. And what happened was... You needed a wee immediately. I, no, I immediately shut the door and immediately said, oh, the keys are inside. And Rob immediately said, I need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... We had to walk we all the way back. Walked all the way back. Our dog, Ron, and another dog, which will remain nameless. Oh, yes. No, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Um, all the way back, Rob was saying how much he needed the toilet. I was having to clench. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <And> it reached <laughs> a flashpoint. It reached a flashpoint when we got back to the house. Now, we were about to start breaking in. I was about to start climbing in through windows and stuff when I realised I could hold back no longer. <laughs> Helen was also desperate for a wee, so we split to either end of the garden. Helen went behind the, uh, behind the shed... And I went, wee -wee? I headed towards the vegetable patch <laughs> to do to a be <laughs> inevitable. <sighs> Which um, didn't, need, <laughs> didn't need any encouragement. But you didn't go to the vegetable patch. You were trying to make it to behind the shed. No, I, I got the vegetable patch. Yeah, no, we, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't mean to do a boo on the vegetables. You weren't aiming to do well, on I, the I, vegetables. Hasten to, add, <laughs> hasten to add, we haven't grown any vegetables this year. We, we're not growing any vegetables. Yeah, we, you were trying to make and that, it and that soil, that soil will be very fertile in three, in three years', years. time. But you were trying to make it much further than the vegetable patch. Yeah, the vegetable patch is in full view of the drive. <laughs> <laughs> Of the drive of me when I came out from behind the summer house, I could see. <laughs> but this is the worst bit. This then is the I worst. came out and saw him with his taxi <laughs> balls around his ankles and was like, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I was on Bear Grylls Island and uh, uh, suffice it to say, um, I managed to clear um, deal deal with the the issue, but um, <sighs> Helen uh, still had control of uh, the the dog that she walks under contract. But I didn't realise that our dog was free range. And as I was cleaning myself up with on some lumps of grass, <laughs> because let's not remember, I I couldn't get inside to get any loo roll. 
Um, Ronnie was already helping himself to last night's curry. Let's, let's call it that. And he was and he was chowing down. And I had to kick the dog. Ronnie, get out of it! He was calling me. Get the dog away! I don't want to come anywhere near this horror movie that's happening. <laughs> Oh dear me! He would have he would have eaten it straight from the source. <laughs> he would have taken it straight from the tap, like a found, like a chocolate. It's founder. a terrible thing, and like you spend all your money like getting hypoallergenic, <sighs> organic dog food, and the truth is, Ron would happily eat last night's curry straight from the the slurry tap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, appalling behaviour. This and is. I don't know whether any. I. I think this one might have to hit the cutting room floor. No, I think. I think it's this gold. This is awful. This. Is, I mean, it is awful. And then I pulled my trousers up and broke into my own house. <laughs> <laughs> but the, all I was thinking throughout this whole thing is, this doesn't happen to other people. Well, maybe Nobody it does. Finds himself in situations maybe like this. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. We've got friends who will remain nameless who... Uh, d- uh, no, I'm not going to go into it. No, that was a friend of ours who was in India who had really, really severe, severe... Yeah. Deli belly. That's so different Helen. to having a takeaway curry. <laughs> from... <laughs> well, I must have had deli belly, Helen. Oh, dearie me. <clears throat> So that, that, that's kind of our news for the last, last couple Rob's of weeks, got, isn't it? That's the section Rob's got, so I think, rounded up. I think, yeah, let, let's, let's, put a, let's put a cherry on the top of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rob's got everyone. <laughs> Is that the end of... Have you got any more sections? That's the end of that section. And then we were, we were going to... Um, <laughs> we were going to... What a torrid section well, that, that was. That was torrid. That was torrid. That was a torrid section. Yeah. Well done for hanging in there, <laughs> I dear I don't listeners. think they will have... I think they've all switched off. I think only honorary Andrews would have made it <laughs> yeah, to the end. If you've so. had any other vegetable batch kind of type horror stories, do let us know at the podcast. We'll read them out at Date oh, Night I'd Pod. Robin Helen's Date Night on Facebook, at Date Night Pod on Twitter, or Robin Helen's Date Night at Yahoo.com. Yeah, or like like a mixture of embarrassing bodies and an agony ant column. I'd love your, your like questions about yeah. how, you know, what you should do. Something awful happened, like that. Like, but that poor lady ended up putting a poo down a pane of glass. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't understand what you're talking about there. Who, which lady put a poo on a there pane of glass? There wasn't there a picture. Somebody tried to post a poo out of a window and didn't realise that it was double glazed and it went down the middle. Other internet recommendations for you <laughs> are um, uh, people doing magic tricks for primates. Yeah, we look like that, don't we? Endless, endless joy, endless joy. Um, but I think that might be it. Yeah, is that it? Are we there? Is that the podcast for the week? I think it might be. Right, so keep, uh, tell your friends, dear listeners, if, especially if they've got a strong stomach. Um, and we will be at the Edinburgh Festival from the 2nd to the 12th of August. We're also doing Buxton before if you're um, not going up to Edinburgh, but you can make it to Buxton. We're doing three previews in Buxton in July. What dates are we doing? We are, I've, got, I've got them here. I've got them here. The 15th on, on, and let, the 19th. Let's, let's get this accurate. The first one is uh, we the are 10th. doing the 10th at 7.30pm. We're doing a, a run of the ladder. Uh, at the Buxton Fringe and at 10pm I'm doing my solo show at the Buxton Fringe on the 10th of July other dates 
15th of July, we are doing the ladder at 5.45 p.m. Yeah, and I'm doing Sunday. my solo show at 8.30 p.m. And then the other one is the 19th of July at 7.30 p.m. We are doing the ladder at Buxton Fringe. Yeah. Both shows after that, 2nd to the 12th of August in Edinburgh, 11.15 a.m. at the Gilded Balloon for the ladder and 6.30 p.m. for my show, Are You Sitting Comfortably? Which, in the light of what we've just been talking about, gives it a whole new context. Um, 6.30 p.m. at La Belle Angel, which is part of Just The Tonic. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, dear listeners. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes. It's nice to be back, and we'll speak to you next week. If we haven't got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>